Good morning and happy Friday to you. This is Adam Wright, and you are listening to Covenant Network. It is Roadmap to Heaven at 7 a.m. on this Friday morning, April 21st. And as always, I'm very happy to be with you. Now, before we get started in prayer this morning, I, I know, right? How could we do something before we get started in prayer? Well, we have an intention that I'd like us to pray for. And I think we should talk about the intention so that when we pray, we know why we're praying for this intention, because I'm going to add a prayer to our lineup in the morning for the next week. Uh, Catholic News Agency reports this morning that the Archdiocese of Boston is responding to the Satanic Temple SatanCon event scheduled for April 28th through 30th by asking everyone in the diocese there, in the Archdiocese of Boston, to pray. I mean, the, the, the monasteries of men and women religious, they're gearing up to pray in response to this. They're going to be opening up the churches for adoration and for masses during this. They're going to, we're going to call, you know, faithful Catholics in the Archdiocese of Boston are going to be calling upon the Blessed Mother. They're going to be calling upon our Lord. There is a uh, an effort to just you know, to pray, right? Well, why we can join in. We're not in Boston, but we can join in, right? We can unite our prayers with theirs. So let's do that. So every day on the show between now and uh, whenever this convention ugh, is, let me tell you, I, I, you know, I'll spare you how I feel about it. I think you know. I think rather than tell you how I feel about it, I'm going to say let's pray our morning offering and then let's pray the St. Michael the Archangel prayer i think it's the one of the best things we can do right so that's why we're going to pray the saint michael prayer let's pray this morning as we begin our show in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen oh jesus through the immaculate heart of mary i offer you my prayers works joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it, it's good to be with you this morning, and I encourage you over the weekend, pray that St. Michael, you, you know, honestly, not just over the weekend, let, we should be praying that every day if we're not. It's, it's such a beautiful prayer. It's such a powerful prayer. Great prayer to pray in the morning. Great, you know, as you get ready for the day. Prayer for protection. You know, you want another good prayer for protection? The Lorica of St. Patrick. That is a phenomenal prayer for protection. A great prayer to pray at bedtime, you know, especially if you pray Liturgy of the Hours. You, you pray pray night prayer, pray Compline, pray the Salve Regina, pray the St. Michael prayer before you go to bed. It's a beautiful prayer to pray. Pray it with the kids. Pray it midday. Pray it throughout the day, you know. You're going out there trying to be holy. Who doesn't want you to be holy? The evil one. So ask St. Michael and your guardian angel. Don't forget your guardian angel for protection. Today on the show, we are going to talk about taking your kids to a holy hour. We are going to hear about uh, the struggle of life and how we have to keep we have to keep fighting to become a saint. You know, keep fighting against temptation. 
keep fighting against sin. We're going to hear about perfectionism, you know, because I got news for you. I'm not perfect, and uh, you're probably not perfect either. I'm willing to bet that. Uh, we should strive for perfection, but what what about perfectionism? Is that something we should be aware of? And then finally, in the studio today, Father John Schneier is going to be with us to talk about when we have that false start in our faith, much like our uh, beloved St. Louis Cardinals are seeming to do at the beginning of the season, although they've had some good moments this week. Uh, Father Schneier is going to be with us to discuss that. All of that ahead, let's go to Mike Roberts for today's weather. Today is the feast day of St. Apollonius, who is a martyr, and St. Anselm. Born in the 11th century in what is now southern France, his family was caught up in the political turmoil of the time, and his mother was deeply faithful. When he was in his mid-teens, he asked to join the local monastery, but was denied because his father would not grant him permission. So, for the next 15 years, Anselm led a life of pleasure, until about the time he turned 30, once again, he heard the Lord calling him, and he entered the monastery of Beck in Normandy. In just a few years, he was named prior, and 15 years later, abbot. With Anselm's guidance, the monastery at Beck became a prominent place of learning, especially in philosophy and theology. Anselm was a brilliant theologian himself, and among his many writings was Why Man Became God. At the age of 60 and against his will, Anselm was named Archbishop of Canterbury and immediately found himself in conflict with the King of England, William Rufus, who had refused Anselm's appointment. Anselm's attempts to reform the church only made matters worse. Ultimately, he was forced into exile in France, and there he stayed while remaining the Archbishop of Canterbury until the death of Rufus. But upon returning to England, Anselm once again found himself in battle with the king, Henry I, who was the son of Rufus. This led to a second exile, this time for three years in Rome. Finally, after Henry agreed that the selection of bishops should be made by the church, Anselm returned to England. There, he demonstrated his great compassion for the poor and led an effort through the National Council at Westminster that led to a resolution against slave trade, banning the sale of human beings. He died on this day in 1109. St. Anselm, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. I always enjoy when the unofficial sports correspondent for Covenant Network, Father John Schneier, is with us in the studio. Father, it's good to see you this morning. Good to see you as well, Adam. Yeah, emphasis on very unofficial. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll make it official if you want. I, I have no authority in such things, but I, I dole it out like candy here. So cool, you, you could be the official roadmap to heaven sports correspondent. But here, here's my concern, Father. As an avid baseball fan, you know, they, they said at the end of spring training, your Cardinals, your St. Louis Cardinals are spring training training champions and i said uh-oh that's usually not a good yeah. thing you know yeah. history's any teacher cha- champions of the off season uh you yeah know, they, they, very very rarely and, and sure enough here we are a couple weeks into the season and i mean there are some days where you're like oh there is hope and there are other days where i'm saying to myself what is going on here yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fred Fredbert's probably not not feeling too well right now. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it hasn't been a great start to the year. I don't think anybody would would say otherwise. Um, you know, Jordan Walker's been pretty good, but otherwise, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. And for the most part, I think it's the pitching. Frankly, uh, if I had to diagnose a problem, it's been the pitching. And I, I, I say that very much as an armchair quarterback. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, not a lot's gone right. Well, for our, for our non-sports fans listening sure. who are saying, wait a minute, if I wanted sports radio, I would tune into sports radio. I, I am here for how Don't to worry, get to heaven. Don't worry, you're in the right place, folks. You know? Don't worry. Father, I couldn't help but think of pretty much every conference I've been to in my life that you come out of a conference and you are feeling just riled up, ready to go, supercharged, you know, like I am going to go out and not only become a saint, but I am going to become the best saint who has ever sainted, you know, the holiest person who's ever walked the face sure. of the earth. And then, you know, you, you have a great conference or you have a great retreat or you, you whatever it may be. And then comes the practical application where you have to start living this in the real world. And very quickly, much like our beloved St. Louis Cardinals, some flaws get exposed. And now we start to doubt, well, am I going to become a great saint? Am I going to become a holy person? Because as good as the training was, I I don't seem to be doing so hot right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone, I think, at least that I know who's been on a retreat or a conference has had an experience like this because, you know, it's very real. We, we go to the, you have a mountaintop experience, and it's a, it's an awesome time, and then we have to come back down the mountain. You know, I think of the Transfiguration, Simon Peter saying, you know, Lord, it's good that we're here. Let's let's build three tents and let's stay up here forever. Um, that, that That is often how we are. We want to stay at the top of that mountain. We don't want to leave because we feel that at the top of that mountain we are, we are peaking, we are living our best life. But at the same time, Christ knows we have to go down that mountain at some point, and especially in Matthew's account of the Transfiguration, he goes down that mountain in order to proceed directly to Jerusalem to be crucified. Um, it, it's, it's quite a stark um, departure. <clears throat> from the heights of the Transfiguration down that mountain and straight to Jerusalem. And the reason why Jesus did this is so that he could give his apostles a little bit of hope when he's going through his passion and death that maybe things aren't going to be so bad that there is something greater. I mean, the apostles, of course, forget and they're, you know, very dim-witted and they run away and deny Jesus and all that good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it, We have to come down the mountain at some point. Even Christ knew this. He knows it's not good for us to just always stay at that mountain because it's not realistic. It's not the real world. And so we have to go back to the real world. And the question is, okay, how do we adapt uh, that retreat experience or that conference experience to my real life? Because it it will sort of start, it will dry up a little bit. It inevitably will. Um, But we have to trust that, okay, Lord, you know, between these highs and these lows, we have to kind of try to keep an even keel, I think, um, as best we can. Um, and gradually over time to be okay with progress. Um, yeah, that's the best way, at I, least for me, to describe it. I think of that fan, and I mean, this happens at your major league events. It happens, uh, you know, in your your elementary school baseball. Uh, the the jeering, hey, hey, batter, batter, we we want a batter, not a broken ladder sure. or whatnot. Uh, that th- that's the devil, by the way, right? Uh, saying, oh yeah, yeah, you did great at that conference. You were so rip roaring, ready to yeah. go, and, and now look at you. You might as well just give up. You failed. What's the point? Why bother trying? Sure. Just resign yourself to live in misery. So we're we're in the valley. We've come down from the mountain. We're back in the valley, and that voice is jeering at us from the yeah. sidelines. What do we do? Well, I think there, there's nothing that the evil one would love more than for us to just throw up our hands and give up. Um, I, I, a couple of years ago, uh, some gentlemen 
I was privileged to sort of be their chaplain for an Exodus 90 group. And, you know, give it a, a week or two in, and guys were like, yep, yeah, uh, you know, this part of the, the program, for those of you not familiar listeners, Exodus 90 is a 90-day program of asceticism, mainly geared toward men, everything from cold showers, fasting, no phone or TV. Uh, it, it's rather it's rather stark. Um, but sure enough, you know, over the course of that time, guys would say, yeah, you know, kind of fell in this area. You know, I, I watched, watched some TV or I was on my phone a little bit or, you know, I was out with friends and I had a beer or something like that. Um, and it, it's very easy to get discouraged, but I said, yeah, again, the, the evil one would love for you to just give up and throw up your arms and, and just resign to, okay, you know, that, that was fun. Try again next year. No, I said, if anything, we have to get right back into it. Um, to get right back into those habits that we knew are good for us. Um, and, and to keep trying, you know, there's going to be stops and starts. There's going to be times where we do fall inevitably. We're human beings. Um, but the great saints didn't really fall any less than us. They didn't go into any less valleys. It was every time that they found themselves in one of those valleys, they got back up and said, Lord, okay, I want to try again. Uh, and, and I want to get back in the, on this road map to heaven, on the road to heaven. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging everything here for you, Adam. Um, but <laughs> well, I want to get back that, on the road Now you are the official sports yeah, correspondent. Yeah, I, I want to get back on the road to heaven, and our God provides us the grace to do that. Last one for you here, because I, I have been on a kick uh, pretty much since my reversion to the faith right after high school of promoting the sacrament of reconciliation, sure. right? It's such a great sacrament. I, I know that when hitters get into a little bit of a funk – um, sometimes the coach will watch the film and say, you know, I, I couldn't, or pitchers especially. Oh, yeah. I noticed that you were tipping your pitches. You were doing this, and that was tipping your pitches. So just make this slight adjustment. Right. And when we make that good regular confession, I, I mean, Father, I don't know what it's like on your end as the priest hearing the confessions, but for me, so, uh, making that good regular confession and going in and say, Father, here are my sins, boom, 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 boom. Uh, Father usually has a good insight of, you know, it seems to me that you might be spiritually tipping your pitches to the sure. evil one right here. And if you make this minor adjustment, you might not struggle with that so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, as a former pitcher myself, um, the the interplay between pitcher and hitter is one of constantly making adjustments. Uh, you know, second time through the through the lineup, the pitcher might make an adjustment, or the hitter might make an adjustment. Uh, and in many ways, the spiritual life is one of making adjustments. The evil one is very smart; he's not dumb, and so he is constantly adjusting his approach in order to get us to fall into sin. Uh, because we, we've got a decent memory. We'll remember, you know, how things happened last time. And so we're less likely to fall in the same old ways, maybe. Uh, it might be the same sins, but he might, you know, switch up approach a little bit. Um, we have to make adjustments, too. And the, more, the best way that we can know how to adjust is to know what we've been doing. Uh, and so that, that comes from examining our conscience and just constantly having that light shown on us. Uh, to have God's light just shine in our lives and, and just that we can see it as it is. You know, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, and we can see where it is we've fallen and how we've fallen. And with the help and the wisdom of the priest, we can sort of notice patterns and notice ways that we've been, that we've been succumbing. And we can make those adjustments spiritually uh, so that we won't succumb to those things the next time. But yeah, it's one of constant adjustment. The evil one's adjusting to us, and so we have to adjust uh, to what he's throwing at us too. All right. Well, at the end of every Little League game, we lined up and we high-fived and said, good game, good game. So, Father, high-five, good high five. game here. Good game. And uh, I think the only appropriate way to close this out is with a prayer. And Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, our Heavenly Father, through your Easter glory, the light of your risen love, the light of your risen Son has shone in our hearts. We pray that we might always live in the light of that love. 
so that when we inevitably experience the darkness of our own sins and of this world, we might know of your unconditional love for us and you have saved us and redeemed us through your Son. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, f- friends, Father read the signs there. I couldn't even finish asking him to lead us in prayer, and he dove right into it, which is, <laughs> that's great. You know, Father, next time we have you back, maybe we'll have to talk about signs and the way God is, you know, sure. tugging on the ear, wiping across I'll the brow. A, I'll <laughs> bring a trash can for us to bang on, a la Houston Astros. It'll be great. Oh, my. Well, it just got real here, friends. We're going to take a break on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Prayer in a time of waiting. All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm and peril. Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice. Instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. We are wrapping up our week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, talking about Father Paul Jerome Keller's book, A Year with the Eucharist, with our good friend, Patty Schneier. Well, I've just been sharing some of these nuggets from a book that I bring with me every day to adoration. And on day 28, I'm just going to share with you what it said. The title of the reflection was called The Opposite of Hell. And I thought, well, that's strange. Again, I'm, re- but it made me want to read it. And here's what it said. There is so much hell on earth, wars, insurrections, losses of all sorts, sin, and especially death. But Jesus has come as the antidote to this hell. He is the opposite of hell, for he is God. And when we have him... We have already begun to taste heaven. So the question for all of us, when I am feeling oppressed and overwhelmed, do I seek the blessed sacrament, either by going to mass or by finding my way to adoration? Or do I escape to something that will just numb the ache? Jesus is the remedy for everything on this earth. And he is the Eucharist that is saying to us, I am here. I am with you. He's the antidote to all of the hell on earth. You know, I have to say something now to wrap up the daily dose of encouragement, but today you've left me speechless. So, Patty, I'm just going to say thank you, and then I'm going to take a break here to ponder everything you just said. Prayer to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. O Mother of Perpetual Help, grant that I may ever invoke thy most powerful name, which is the safeguard of the living and the salvation of the dying. O purest Mary, O sweetest Mary, let thy name henceforth be ever on my lips. Delay not, O blessed lady, to help me whenever I call on thee, for in all my needs, in all my temptations, I shall never cease to call on thee, ever repeating thy sacred name, Mary, Mary. Catechist question on this Friday morning. Can you get a plenary indulgence for going to Eucharistic adoration? Can you? Well, the answer is yes. In fact, that's something you can do every day. You A plenary indulgence is granted under the normal conditions, under the usual conditions, to those who visit the Most Blessed Sacrament for at least one half hour 
and you can do that daily. You can do that daily. So think about it this way. What are the usual con- conditions? You have to make a good confession within either 20 days prior or 20 days after the indulged work. You have to receive Holy Communion, not just adore our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, but receive Holy Communion. And you have to pray for the Pope's intentions. Now, those are the things you have to do, and you have to have detachment from sin, right? Those are the things that you have to do, the usual conditions, to receive an indulgence for an indulged work. So, you have to go to Mass and receive Holy Communion to receive an indulgence on the day of the indulged work. So, if you're going to go to Mass, do you have the time to stick around in church to pray before the Blessed Sacrament for at least a half an hour. Or maybe you have the time to show up early and pray before the Blessed Sacrament for at least a half an hour. But if you have that time either before or after and you do that, and and say you go to Mass every day. Say you go to Mass every day. And God love you. Please pray for us while you're there. You could receive a plenary indulgence every day. Now, you know, again, I, I love to say this, that some people say, Adam, it requires a detachment from sin. And and I'm trying so hard, but I just don't know. Well, you know what? You may be receiving only a partial indulgence, but a partial indulgence is better than no indulgence. You know, this, this is like someone saying to me, I love, I love to have key lime pie. Now, I don't have it as often as I wish I could because, you know, I'm also trying to be healthy, right? But say key lime pie was like the, the best thing for you, right? That if you, every time you ate key lime pie, you were just better for it, physically, spiritually, et cetera. Would you say, well, I don't want that little sliver of key lime pie because I'd rather just have the full piece, but all that's available is the little sliver. No, you take the little sliver. I would. You know, we're at the barbecue in the summer and so, oh, there's only a little sliver of key lime pie left. I guess you don't want it because you wanted a full piece. I'll take the little sliver. I'll take it. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't see. I, I don't know. I, I have no way of knowing when I go to do the work for an indulgence. Am I getting the plenary? Am I getting the partial? But I still do it because I'll still take the partial. If God wants to grant me that grace through the church, I will take it. I will take it. I will accept that gift. And I encourage you to do the same. So go. the point is, go to Eucharistic Adoration, especially if you're going to Mass. Go and pray. Make some extra time to pray. I know several people who do that. They stick around after Mass for half an hour and pray in the church before the Blessed Sacrament. What a joy it is. That's everything this week on the show. As we said at the beginning, please don't forget to be praying the St. Michael prayer each and every day here uh and you know i would say not just for the next week as we've got this intention but let's pray it each and every day for the next weeks of our lives all of them let's pray it every day and let's pray right now in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen all glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
That wraps up our week here on Roadmap to Heaven. Hey, be sure to share our podcast. Like and subscribe, Roadmap to Heaven. Wherever you get your podcast, you can share this episode with friends, family, and neighbors and beyond. Until next time for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. And as always, honor the Blessed Mother, honor her request, and pray your rosary today.